Okay, so I am three years almost into being a single parent of three kids, currently 10 and under. I have to say, I would think by now that it would be like smooth sailing. <laughs> I guess with kids, it never is. But I thought it might be helpful for someone, I don't know, hopefully you're listening, if I share my perspective on self-care as a single parent. Because, you know, it's easy to think like, whew, so much free time and it's going to be like, ah, like I thought the lights were going to, you know, be bright and I was going to feel so much freedom initially. That's not what happened. But I want to share with you where I am now, almost three years in, and the struggles that still come up time and time again. And it's just heartbreaking. But self-care is my key to survive. listening to Healthy Mompreneurs Get Wealthy podcast with Kathy Richards, RD. As a registered dietitian with over 20 years of experience, I've helped thousands of people get healthier and ultimately wealthier. And now it's your turn, busy mompreneur. In this podcast, I'll be sharing with you my self-love journey back to health after years of stress and challenges, including living with a spouse with mental illness, suffering a concussion, and living with post-concussion syndrome, illnesses in my family, a death in my family, divorce, and more illnesses in my family, and all this with three kids under the age of nine. If anyone can show you how to thrive and not just survive through challenges and setbacks, it's me. So I'm bringing a bit of a different topic to the podcast as a little bonus podcast because I was thinking about self-care as a single parent. So I co-parent. So 50% of the time, I have my own time. Unless our kids are in sports. We have three kids and they're all registered in sports now. Saturdays, they all swim together at the same time. It was like a miracle to find that spot. Um, but the rest of the winter is going to kind of be at least three or four other um, skating, ringette or hockey in the mix different kids, different places. So we have to work together as co-parents to do that. But I was thinking last night, I was feeling quite heartbroken about uh, the bedtime situation and what happened during bedtime routine with my kids. And I was thinking, whoa, like it is a lot. I kind of thought as a single parent, initially when I vocalized what I had been feeling for a while, I was, you know, repeatedly unheard, my opinion didn't matter, whatever. Everyone has a story, right? When I finally got to the point where I said, like, I I need to respect myself and put myself in a in a better situation, I can remember I had the best sleep of my night after we had the conversation where I said, like, I'm done. And I really thought, like, as soon as I moved out, it was going to be like, you know, the heavens opened, I was going to have so much freedom, everything was going to feel so great. And the reality was, it didn't feel great. It, you know, I moved out a month before COVID hit, we went into lockdown, kids home off schedule, I was still, you know, in recovery from my post concussion syndrome, which I still live with, and I still have to really focus on self care to help with that. Then my mom was ill at the time. And then she passed away. So 
that like woohoo usual like I would go back to being that active single person out busy all the time traveling on weekends to hang out with different friends in different cities and COVID really didn't allow that to happen but in a way it was like a gift because it made me sit with my feelings it made me learn to cope and sit with feelings and have them and recognize them and welcome them um and focus a lot on self-care, you know, a lot of walking, a lot of baths, a lot of reading. And uh, yeah, I think I have to say, and a lot of like uh, intuitive coaching, a lot of work with people that were able to mirror back what I can't see or what I don't want to see and really start to focus on conscious living, right? Not just surviving, actually kind of thriving through all these challenges, but it came up last night, um, some stress with the kids. It's we're week three in school. It's a big shift for my youngest. He's six. He's in French immersion. Grade one in French immersion is all French except for math. And it's like no English spoken in the classroom. So that's a big adjustment for him. He's a pretty easygoing guy. But he is pretty sensitive, so if there's different tones and teacher voices, and even with myself, if I speak in the wrong tone, he'll often run and, and hide. He just has that sense of nature. So that's been a bit of a challenge. My oldest got E. coli and was home, missed the first week of school. She also has some um, psychoeducational things that should be put in place for her to make school easier for her this year. But they also had a change at dad's house. So dad came to pick them up from school this week. Um, didn't talk to them much about things before it happened. And he invited a friend of his to live in his house with the children um, for the foreseeable future until he gets a job offer he's waiting to get with the United Nations. So that's a big shift. And... The kids brought that to me and that came with a lot of like not feeling safe in their house and not knowing who this man was and yeah, and it's hard. So I think as adults, and I imagine like if I had a friend that needed a place to stay, I would, you know, I would want to offer that to them. But the kids and I, we have a a focus where we we talk about things a lot. So I ask their input. I'm still the parent, but we really have a communication style where everyone's ideas are important. Feelings are valid. doesn't matter if we agree with them, but all feelings are welcome and all feelings are valid. And we have more of a discussion around activities that we might do and things. So there was no discussion. They were just told this person was moving in. It's a large, it's a large guy. Um... I went to in the house with the kids to pick up something the other day and I didn't know that he was living there and he said hi and I thought he was like a computer IT guy from their dad's work so I just kind of ignored him. Um, but that's a big thing. Like for kids, that's a stressor. They don't know this person. It changes their routine in the house. They can't play where all their stuff has been set up and they're just told like, yep, you can't go down there. So my little guy, he needs playtime before he goes to school that's how he feels like he's had some 
connection with his sisters and they've had some playtime. Then they go to school and he feels a bit better. That's gone now. So lots of feelings around that last night. And I actually had all three kids screaming or crying about not wanting to go with their dad for the next five days because we're on a 5522 schedule. So that hasn't come up. I mean, in the summer, it comes up more because one of the kids doesn't like the cottage. It's a boat ride. And again, it's safety in their body, which isn't there. So yeah, it was hard last night at bedtime. I wanted to go to sleep. I had a headache for a couple of days. I'm not practicing the self-reduction, stress reduction strategies I share with my clients. I don't know why, but I'm not breathing well during the day. So I keep having to intentionally like focus on that. That's helped. I feel quite a bit better now. But, you know, if you asked me years ago, I would think like a few years in, everything would be stable. The kids would be used to the routine. They're not. My 10-year-old had a conversation with me last night crying on the couch before we went up. The other kids were, I think they were already upstairs or they were, no, I think they were downstairs playing a game um, about how it's not fair. She, talk, she was talking to her dad at Ringette this week when they went about people that have two houses and he was telling her that, you know, about half of people have two houses if you go with the stats. She said she doesn't see that. That doesn't seem right. And I I said, yeah, that is what happens. Um, but she was crying. And finally it came out that she was crying because, yeah, but it doesn't, she feels like she's the only one that has a mean dad. And that broke my heart. I It's not intentional on his part. He really doesn't have the agency to understand other people's perspectives. So I said I would take the concern about the new housemate um, to him and his response was oh the kids loved him they were like magnetized to him and and he's only staying for a few months so that's okay but they had this visceral like full body screaming tantrum I don't want to go I don't want to go there response so all I can do and it's so challenging is I can validate them that they don't feel safe I suggested to their dad and them as well, that they have a conversation about what would make them feel more safe in their home. I never had to experience feeling, well, I guess I did. Um, Feeling unsafe in your home is not good. But that's all I could do. And then the self-care piece of it, you know, is to do things that feel good to me, to show myself that I'm doing the best job that I can and I'm supporting the kids the best way that I can it's just heartbreaking that things still come up and and it continues to happen. So I am fortunate enough to have access to a beautiful lake house in the autumn on a lake about an hour's drive from my house with an infrared sauna and a big soaker tub and the biggest um, golden retriever, the lovable golden retriever that I'm going to babysit. So I know that the universe has given me this opportunity to go and just relax. And I had a friend that was coming with me. They can't make it due to family situation. So it's me. And I'm just really feeling into like, whew, yeah, I'm just going to go and I'm going to relax. Part of me that, you know, is work focused and trying to always serve my clients is, oh, I'm going to get so much work done. But the rest of me is, no, I'm just going to take a book. I bought some canvases that were 60% off. 
at the Michael store near me today. Great deals getting ready for Christmas, like some buy one, get one half off kind of things. So I snagged a couple of deals there. I'm just going to go into nature. There's beautiful gardens, flowers. I'm going to do some paddle boarding. It's the last kind of warm Saturday of the fall, I think. It's going to be 20 degrees. And then I'm just going to relax and be with myself and have that quiet time. So if you're a newly single parent, it's hard and it might feel better to be busy, busy, busy. But let me tell you, there's so much growth and there's so much peace in learning how to be, learning how to just be. And that's what I'm I'm going to focus on. I'm going to use fresh ingredients from my friend's garden to make some great meals while I'm there. And I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be me with myself and relax. I'm going to enjoy the fall. I'm going to be present in my days and that's it. I don't have any big plans. I'm just going to be me and the dog, a book, some paint, some canvases, and lots of time in nature. Lots of time in the sauna, maybe a soak in the tub a couple times too. So I want you to know if self-care feels hard as a single parent, it's still hard. <laughs> Even though I have all this space, it's so easy to fill it with other things. So taking this time to be intentional and go somewhere else other than my house helps me to really focus on filling up my cup. So if you're um, a parent who's still married and feel like you don't have time and you're doing everything, I get it. I've been there. I'm not saying that you need divorce or separation to be able to get that space, but I just really want to emphasize that that space is so, so important. I started to, to do art retreats while I was still married, and that was one weekend a year that I would just have time to be myself with a group of other amazing ladies. That's a lot of the friendships that I still have to today. I started with that retreat about six years ago, but it was a big step, and I tried numerous times to go on weekends and things and often got called back because the kids were not managing well or their dad was not managing well without my support. So it's hard to get used to being on your own as an adult with children, but it's beautiful. So if you're coming from a married space or a single space, I would just encourage you to get used to being by yourself, enjoy your own company, and really get used to filling up your cup when you have the opportunity and say yes. I say yes to dog sitting every time it comes up. I wasn't supposed to sit. I knew. I was like, that's okay. It's going to happen. And then, unfortunately, the arranged sitter um, was sick. So I'm filling in. And, yeah, I just feel so blessed to have this space. All right, guys. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Beautiful fall coming in. It's officially fall since yesterday. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this time, this relaxation, and I'll be back on Monday with a new podcast episode in my intuitive eating series about coping with your feelings without using food. So tune in then. Thanks for listening. Bye. And that's it for today's episode of Healthy Mompreneurs Get Wealthy podcast with Kathy Richards, RD. If you found this helpful and you have a friend who may also find it useful, feel free to share it with them. 
don't forget, every month I'm going to draw one lucky reviewer who leaves a review on my podcast, who screen shares it with me on Instagram in my stories, they're in their stories. Um, one lucky reviewer will receive one free um, 60 minute intensive with me where we'll get down to the nitty gritty and figure out that one thing that's keeping you stuck from achieving your health and wellness goals. All right, thanks for listening and tune in next week for my latest episode. Thank you.